Welcome to the Global Dance Network podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Smolik, and I invite you to join the conversation with artists who are passionate about inspiring and equipping you for whatever sphere you find yourself in. From studying music to receiving a full scholarship to train at Alvin Ailey, Steve Brooks gives insight into what it looks like to be a good steward of what you've been entrusted with. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Love being in New York and seeing you again. Um, so I thought we'd just find out a little bit about you and hear a bit about your journey and what, what you've learned and... I know you have a lot of wisdom to impart into us. So maybe you can just start with, like, did you grow up dancing? Is it what you wanted to do? Or Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. I, 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 you know, anyone has heard my story. So it's really strange. I, I kind of, I always say that I came into dance in the back door because um, when I grew up, I, I had no interest in dance at all. And it wasn't until I got into college um, where I was studying music, we had a company dance theater called Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't even that interested in going, but I got a ticket. I even forgot who got me the ticket, but we went. And um, sat in the audience, and when the curtains went up, I, I just really was just transformed. It was just sort of this epiphany. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was, I think, on a number of levels. It was an incredibly beautiful company. The men were powerful, and um, also ethically, I could relate with it because it's a, you know, an mm-hmm. African American company. Yeah. Really. So, on all, all those levels, I was just drawn into this world that I thought I could have a potential to connect with. And it, it wasn't that I was going to become a classical ballet dancer, but I just, the experience of dance, the athleticism and all that really excited mm. me. So I went ahead and finished my degree in music, but I started getting more and more engaged in dance. I could move. I was a social dancer. Yeah. But uh, I started doing things that involved people with people. And then left school and was going to go on to my graduate work in music, uh, but was taking dance classes at night just because of the interest. And... Um, um, that just hooked me, and I ended up um, uh, being seen by a, a gentleman, uh, Greg Reynolds. He used to be with uh, Paul Taylor's company. Mm-hmm. He, was yeah. starting, he was starting the company in New York, and he saw me. He said, you know, I think you have some potential. Why don't you give dance a shot? You could come an apprentice with my company in New York. And if it doesn't work out, you can go and finish your graduate studies, but at least give it a shot while you're young and whatnot. So I ended up, I took him up on it, and I also simultaneously auditioned for a scholarship at Alvin Ailey School, mm. and I got it. I got a full ride, and wow. so I went. I moved to New York after being dancing for a year. I got a full so scholarship. So how you dance for one year? I, I had been dancing for one year, wow. and I got a full scholarship at Ailey. And I went from taking five classes a week to eighteen classes a week. Wow. And the first month I lost twenty pounds. Yeah. I was living with four other guys in a studio apartment. The whole dancing, and then um, really worked hard at Ailey's in the workshop company. Uh, moved up to the Alvin Ailey too, and then while I was in Ailey too, or the rep, uh, that company, I got invited to join Martha Graham's company, and it was a principal with them for over a decade. So it was a that's you know, a crazy journey. Track. That it's is a, really, a very, very fast track. Very fast track, you know. Wow, God knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I also think he has a sense of humor because I, I mean, I, I would have never imagined myself doing that too. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So how did you then find connecting your faith to this, suddenly you find yourself in a professional dance sure. environment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that easy? Was it, that... Was, it, was, it was inevitable, I think, yeah. in, this, in this regard. I, I, uh, from my college years to my time in Italy, I was just, firstly, spiritually, I was in a really kind of dark place. Mm. But I was searching, too. I mean, it's interesting because I was in a dark place. But I also, I mean, I spent a year and a half reading the Bible just because I wanted to try to find some way to connect. And in that 
year and a half, I knew that God was, you know, going cover to cover. I, I knew that God was putting seeds in, in there. And I ended up, at one point, living in an apartment right around the corner from the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Mm. It's really powerful. Yeah, church. yeah. And um, one Sunday, I went in, and um, I, I fully expected to feel God's wrath, you know, mm. and judgment, mm. because I was, I was like, again, in a really dark place. Mm -hmm. But I walked in, and I got just such a great sense of his love for me. And I just, that just didn't make sense. I said, oh, I was expecting the judgment, but, but the love, I just, and it just drew, drew me. And I'd ended up surrendering my life to him. And as simultaneously as I started getting involved in the Graham Company. So wow. I, before I got to Graham, I was a Christian. And so my whole experience with them was as a believer. Uh, so it was a, so much a part of my life that kind of informed how mm -hmm. I approached my life mm -hmm. there. And, um, and, and that was, you know. That was my identity while I was there. Yeah, wow. Did you then like have meet other Christian professional dancers or people who like helped yeah. you in that journey? Because yeah. I imagine that being yeah, it was you know, it was, it was a, it, on, on a couple of levels. I mean, there were a, a couple of Christians in the, the company and we okay. pray together before shows. Yeah. But there was also uh, uh, then a real network of, of Broadway artists and professional dancers that would meet on Wednesdays for a Bible study cool. at, at a place called the Unbroken Chain. And it was amazing. We had these incredible uh, studies that were hosted by Ben Harney. He actually won, he got the uh, Tony Award for Dream Girls. Mm. So it was, you know, people who were really fully fledged, you know, mm. full on in, in the careers, but they also shared the space. So we would have these Bible studies and encourage one another. And um, I know for myself that, that it, it wouldn't have worked another way. I, I had to have a real strong spiritual integrating for the kind of work that I was yeah, doing. Yeah. So again, it, it, was, it wasn't like two different paths. It was like that was what fortified the path yeah. against that. Yeah, so yeah, was, that's really cool, I guess, meeting Jesus and being in this new professional yeah. environment exactly. and exploring both of that together exactly. at the same time. Yeah, I'm kind of going in both, with both of those at the same yeah. time. Yeah, so obviously that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. How has that developed now? Like how you combine your faith with your art? It, it, um, it definitely, in how I approach my work, it is. I mean, we're, we're, the, the world is so different now. Mm. Our culture is very different. We don't, the, the culture that I'm in, we're in right now is very different than five, ten years ago, and definitely 20. So, um, um, people, and people genuinely, how you see, you'll hear this word all the time, they want something authentic. Yeah. And so, a lot of witness is not so much always what we say, but how we live. They mm. want to see the details, because they've seen the hypocrisy, they've seen mm. all the, 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 the uh, uh, you know, the, the sound bites. Yeah. They want to see a life that's transformed. So I know that a lot of the integration of my faith is in how I, how I execute my work in front of people who are observing my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, I don't always check off a hundred, you know, yeah. but, but I do, I do try to remember, you know, consistently that, that I'm an ambassador of Christ. Uh, Kay Arthur, this, uh, this woman Kay Arthur, uh, she had a definition of, of an ambassador. And she said, it's a person who gives a correct opinion or expression of who they represent. Mm. And so I think we're kind of called to do that. Yeah. And, and I think that's been my focus, you know, in the environment that I'm in, to try to do that, you know. And then hopefully seize opportunities to be you know, more direct in it when they come up. Yeah, cool. I love that. So um, you obviously teach a lot now. What is the one thing you love about teaching? I love, there are two things. I love pouring into pouring into people's lives. I, I think it's an honor and gift to mentor. I, think, I dare say I enjoy it as much or more than dancing. Yeah. Just to be able to pour on people's and to pass the baton. I, you know, I, uh, so I really love 
that that I've been trusted. The Lord has trusted entrusted me to be able to do that. Yeah. And so I take that very seriously. But I'm really, I'm very passionate about teaching. I'm very excited about seeing people grab information and then go with it. You know, I'm not trying to build a fan club. You know, yeah. come like my work, come yeah. like my teaching. But you yeah. know, here's some tools. Go for it. Go out there and, and, and let's get it done. So, cool. so I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so your family, just yeah. a question. Obviously, that your kids are a bit older now, right. but this like dance life is not a nine to five kind of job. It's mm. not go to the office, come home. Right. How did you, or maybe even still now, I guess balance or combine your professional career with raising a family? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, for me, I have. My wife was, you know, very, I mean, she met me as a dancer, so it wasn't a surprise, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and um, I made the transition into teaching early on in our marriage because I knew that the touring would probably, you know, not be a great step. Mm. So for the first couple of years of our marriage, I was still touring, but she would come on tour with mm. me, she came over to Greece, she went to Japan with me and all that, so that was, nice. you know, we were kind of, still kind of, and then when I went into teaching, I, I, I ultimately got with universities, so there's a little more grounded mm, consistency yeah, rather yeah. than freelance and all the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, and so my kids actually grew up with me as a university professor. That's their strongest, you know, and then the other the freelance work that I do around. Mm. So they, they kind of seem to go. So, you know, it's the same challenges I think if I was a lawyer or a yeah. banker or, yeah. you know, or, you know, or construction worker, you have to try yeah. to prioritize your family yeah. and then, and, um, you know, make it work. Yeah, yeah. Do your kids dance at all? <laughs> they did. They, all, they, both, they both gave it a shot. Uh, actually, there's a shot. There. We have a picture of my oldest daughter at Alvin Avey. Uh, she was taking her little toddler class. <laughs> we just wanted them exposed. And so they both started in about three. Um, my oldest daughter, at around 10, I didn't realize it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she, 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 she uh, opted out. But then she got into downhill skiing. It was really quite oh. a bad skier. <laughs> and then Ariana went on a bit longer, and she, up to the point where she got the point. And okay. Then, and it was a little, <laughs> got a little thick there. And then she continued, uh, she went on in the maturity and then modern dance, uh, and, and, and did that until she was a senior in high school. So they, they're both great dance appreciators. I mean, at four years old, I could take uh, Ariana to see a full-length swan. They could just uh, sit there, because yeah. they, 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 they know, learned. they're trained to know how to watch dance. So I'm very appreciative yeah, of that. Yeah, great, yeah, yeah. Appreci- and, they're, and, they're, and they know dance. And terms, yeah. you know, good dance versus bad, so yeah, yeah. great. Oh, cool. Um, so I saw a t-shirt actually mm-hmm. today, and it said, achieving excellence by striving for perfection. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me think, and I was like, mm, I don't know if excellence and perfection are really the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Some people think that, achieving yeah. excellence by striving for perfection. How do you, yeah, what do you think about excellence and you know, well, try, I'm, I'm, dancers I'm, I'm, try to be perfect. Yeah. And I, I think I, I'm all for the, the striving for excellence, yes. but not perfection. Yeah. I think that that becomes, you know, I, that's, that can be a very, a place actually of bondage because mm. it becomes, this, this, you're always pulling this kind of perfect standard that we can never achieve. Mm. And so rather than spending life, you know, uh, really working on being excellent in what you've been given, you strive for something that sometimes is unattainable. Mm. So you end up being more frustration, more frustrated mm. and less productive than if you just really want to go for excellence, doing the very best you can. And I think that's the cheap. Yeah. You know, being excellent in what you've been given to do. Yeah. Good steward. Yeah. You know, so I, I think I, I, I always lean toward, hey, go for excellence, but yeah. I would never tell anyone to go for perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what God 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We trust you are inspired and equipped to take your next step. Be sure to hit subscribe and follow us on social media to stay connected with all things GDN.